0: Hey everybody, welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Um, Happy birthday, America. And if you're not from America, hope you're having a great just regular day. This episode is us chatting about um, kind of rules and boundaries and how to like sort of establish the level playing field um, when it comes in particular to conflict, but also just in general um, in the relationship. We have a fun chat. We've got a bunch of interviews coming up, which will be really cool. For now, it's just me and Laura. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around.
1: I told you I have a lot of updates. Okay. I want to tell you some updates. Okay. First of all. Yes. I did my hair and I'm wearing makeup. That's a big update.
0: Did you hear me say when I got on, this is a new look for you? Like, I was like, this is a new look for you. You look like you did something.
1: Yeah, I was going through a bit of a, I don't know if it's like Uh a slump, but I just wasn't, it's been about two months since I've kind of like done myself up, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, on vacation, I did it a bit because I needed to, but I get into these funks, Um, but yeah, I felt like getting pretty, and I got my hair did yesterday, so I'm a blonde again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always a blonde. Okay, a couple life updates. This, first of all, I'm in the process of moving. I wish I could show you my office because it is an absolute dumpster fire. Okay. So we're moving out of our house so that we can start the remodel, and- I love a good purge. Do you ever go through your house and just purge a ton of stuff? Oh, um,
0: sometimes, not really. I mean, I don't have a very big house, and so we don't really have very much stuff. Very much stuff, so yeah. Well,
1: just because you don't have a big house doesn't mean you can't have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have small spaces but too much stuff. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, um, y- y- yes and no would be my answer, but I yes I, I no. also know about you that you like a good purge.
1: I do. I love a good purge. I love kind of a minimalist. I'm not a minimalist, but I'm constantly going through, like in my mind, I can think of a few things that I've been staring at in my kitchen cabinets where I'm like, we don't need those two wine glasses. I don't know if other people's brains do that, but I'm like, that's excess. That right there is, we haven't used it. We can probably do a really good purge. So I'm taking the next three weeks as we are moving out of our house, we have to empty everything out of, like I have my bookshelf back here. I have to empty all of the furniture uh-huh. and then take all of those things and move it into the garage. So we're staging our house in the garage while our house is going to be renovated. Okay. It's good. So every wall is going to be painted and um, the flooring upstairs is going to be replaced, which basically means everything needs to go. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway. It's a more extensive remodel than that, but it just requires the whole house. Yeah. Second life update. Okay. Did I tell you that I'm going to run 30 miles? No. I don't know how this is going to go. I think it's going to be fine. But um, Ellie, um, at, we used to call her Ellie, Ellie, Ellie Ellieopolis, but it's Eliopolis, but it's more fun to say her name that way. Hot mom that you met um, when she turned 40, she said, here's oh, what I really right. want to do. Yeah. I really want to run Wildwood. Wildwood is this interurban trail. I don't even know if it's interurban. I guess it is. And it runs from Portland. It sort of starts in Portland, but it's a 30-mile forested trail run, and it's 30 miles long. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do that on Saturday. And so Oh, I you're going to run 30
0: miles complaint. on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. It's happening. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm kind of like, this is sort of interesting news, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never run more than 14 miles. Um, okay. Okay. So we're doing it in a group. I walked the home from is, my
0: office yesterday and pulled a muscle. So there's how that. far
1: is that two miles? Maybe. Which muscle? Which muscle did you pull? Something in your my pinky quad. Muscle?
0: Look, and I got this little massage gun thing that Rebecca gave me to, to like that's a small gun. On my on my yeah. quad. So yeah.
1: On your quad.
0: Just get, I, I'm fifty. I
1: I cannot believe that you just said you were using this little Theragun situation on your quad because you walked home. I know. From your office, I know.
0: I don't like being fifty at all. By the way, I've decided in the last two weeks I actually hate it. I loved being what almost fifty. What the hell are
1: you going to do about it? I don't know. I, I keep hearing you say like I don't like. Listen, it, you don't, I don't feel keep good. hearing
0: me say that. We've talked twice since I turned fifty, and I and I'm uh, just adapting to this whole situation. So, just get mm, off my back. About I it have a little been
1: bit. talking to you about the pre-fifty feelings that you have Leave about yourself. Me alone. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna well start we can just this. keep
1: talking about it with no change. I'm That's gonna totally start fine. this
0: Theragun right here. I just...
1: Will you put it on the microphone so we can hear it? That is like Pavlov to me. I hear a vibration and <laughs> the Oh my then god, you're the I worst. Like I'm sweating. I,
0: absolutely the worst. Okay. I'm just doing, oh, ther- I'm doing a therapy I'm doing therapeutic massage on my leg.
1: Hold on, I have a dad joke. I sent it to you. Do you have it on your phone? Because I delete all my text messages.
0: Um, I remember it.
1: Okay. I'll say it. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. Oh, do you want the, you want to say the punchline?
1: No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say both of them.
0: Okay. okay. It's
1: hey Zach, what's one saggy boob say to the other?
0: And then I said, I guess you'll never know. <laughs> but that's not the answer. What's the answer? In
1: case you're wondering about that, that's because like my hair, other things on me are not all natural. Um and no, what does one saggy boob say to the other? We better get some support around here. We're going nuts.
0: Or people we're are going to go think nuts? we're nuts.
1: People are going to think we're nuts. Thank you. It's pretty funny though, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's hilarious. Good job.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, All right, what so else? So update
0: number one, you are moving and your house is chaos because you're purging stuff. Update number two is you're running 30 miles this weekend. Yeah. Did you have a third update?
1: I'm planning my husband's 40th birthday Mm. and I'm absolutely crushing it. Oh, nice. It came to my attention that he wanted me to plan it. Uh And so I decided we're going to go to Palm Springs. We're going to rent a giant house. Okay. And um, we invited like all of his friends. Okay, cool. And so it's going to be a couple's like getaway in November. Guys are going to golf. If girls want to golf, great. Girls go golfing too, but... I have to show you this list. I'll send you the Airbnb link because it is an absolute bonkers house. And I am learning to let go of money in certain ways Mm -hmm. and to put it towards certain values. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I feel very strongly. I want to celebrate my husband. I want to celebrate the relationships that we have with people. I want to celebrate fun and adventure. And that's where our values lie. So I'm going to throw a ton of money at his 40th birthday, And then I'm going to not buy anything you know, like materialistic that I don't, that doesn't align with my values for the next year to pay for this party.
0: Whatever works. <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah. All right. Those are my updates. Okay. Cool. What do you got? Uh, Other than you're 50 and you pulled a muscle in your quad walking home. Uh, I don't have much. I'm buying a new car today. Oh. You'll be happy to know. You guys, you guys, did we talk about your car situation? I don't think we did. Oh my God. Goodness gracious. Zach, you have wonderful qualities. Um, but one of them is not your car. Yeah. I got into his car, which is a perfectly fine car. Yeah. And I literally looked around. No, you didn't. You could
0: before you got in my car.
1: Yeah. You I was like, said, this is yours. What is this?
0: This is disgusting. What is this thing? <laughs> what is happening what is right now? What is this?
1: Yeah, you didn't get in my car and then was, look
0: around before you sat it down. It was like
1: covered in in moss. Things happen in Washington. I get it. It's like a wet climate. If you're not housing your your vehicle in a garage, it's going to naturally like, you know, gather moss and mildew and stuff. But it wasn't the outside of the car that I was concerned about. It was the inside. I got in and I could have scraped with my fingernail an inch of grime. I don't even know what it was because you're not a filthy human Super. being. Okay. You're not but your car is filthy. Um, and I said, I will pay to have someone come to your home and detail your car. And you said, don't do it. I'm going to buy a new car. And so yeah. your car is going to remain a dumpster fire.
0: I'm not buying a until... new car because it's dirty. I'm buying a new car because my kids don't know how to drive a, a stick. And we only have the three and we're in chaos because everybody needs a car at different times. And so I was due for a new car anyway, but then I decided yeah. now is the time, This summertime. So, um, I found Will the you be that
1: taking care of your vehicle mm-hmm. in yep. a
0: different way? I'm gonna way. wash it every day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some of that stuff and spray it on every single day when I get out. And just, soap. yeah, no, it's not yeah. soap. It's like, I here's another thing that I don't think I told you. Did I tell you I won a national trivia contest? No. This is my newest thing that I say at parties. I won a national no. trivia contest. But
1: cool. you know, you're the most interesting man in the room. Well,
0: it was at Applebee's.
1: Is that a, it was what?
0: It was at Applebee's.
1: Was it the national trivia contest?
0: Well, it was at Applebee's and they have these little things on the table that you can play games. And if you pick the trivia game, there's people playing yeah. from all over the country at the exact same time okay, as you. Okay, so that
1: makes it national. Yeah.
0: And so I won. I won that contest one day. Okay. A couple weeks ago. You know, I
1: think you should take whatever you can because you're 50 and like, you're entitled
0: to and it. Then I learned. And then I learned there's a song that goes, "Is like Applebee's on a date night. And that's what we were. Did you know that song?
1: yes it's a country song yeah
0: turns uh-huh. out i like country music or parts i think you do
1: mm-hmm. some country music because country music uh, opposed to a lot of other music like hop pop music or whatever isn't a story to to like music yeah it, the lyrics sure. make sense yeah you, about your dog and your wife yeah. leaving you and your you, tractor do you
0: know what happens if you play country music backwards
1: What? They get all their stuff back. You get
0: your dog back and your wife back and your car back and your truck back.
1: I knew that one. I knew it. We took it all. We brought them to our land.
0: An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The
1: rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not,
0: but she did.
1: And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Um. Okay. Hey, here's what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Because we always hop on, and you go. Do you have anything to talk about? And I was really fired up today, so I was I was on the bike, um, on the trainer, which drives my husband nuts because it's literally like the most gorgeous time of day in the morning to go outside and ride your bike. And I'm still on the trainer and mm-hmm. like riding Zwift, mm-hmm. but it's so that I can do things like this. I was watching this documentary. We've talked about her book before fair play. Mm. Um, I, oh, yeah. I reached Rodden. out to her
0: and asked her to come talk to us, but she, did you, yeah.
1: you didn't get any here? No, no she's too busy. Back. She's probably really busy. She's today. fancy. Yeah, so I'm watching this documentary and it's talking, uh, it's kind of setting the scene and giving a lot of context as to this idea of a second shift or there being a domestic imbalance in the household. So I don't want to spend any time actually talking about this other than bringing it to my attention that I was working out this morning and I was consuming intelligent information, Okay. And I feel so good right now that I kind of feel like I have something to offer someone. So, okay. um, who can I put this?
0: Eve Rodsky. That's her name.
1: Eve Rodsky yeah. wrote that. Yeah. I don't know how I want to, I guess it's a little bit of a challenge in that. I think that there's some boredom that can set in boredom with ourselves. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, if there's boredom with ourselves when we're not growing and I had that experience, I think where I was not growing intellectually. Neither, it wasn't, I just didn't want to read any new books. I didn't want to engage in my field. I get a little overwhelmed uh, in the field of couples therapy because I talk about it on the podcast. I talk about it with my clients. Uh-huh. I teach it on the road and I got over that boredom and I started sort of reading some new stuff that was tickling me and it lit me up. And I just was thinking about the power of, lighting yourself up with new information or leaning into something or engaging in a different way. Mm. And it just makes me feel like I have something to offer other people where I'm like, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, like, are you aware of blah, 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 blah. This is really interesting. Uh-huh. I just learned about this today. I just remember somebody saying like, if you're bored in your relationship, it's probably cause you're boring.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was like, Ooh, I, like that. I like that a lot. So what would make me less boring? Maybe if I had something to say. Or if you were learning
0: something. Yeah. Like if you won a national trivia something. contest.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Because, yeah. Because you know a lot of things because you read. Anyway, that's not actually what I want to talk oh,
0: about. Oh, good. I mean, okay.
1: Yeah. Phew. Um, but, okay. Here's here's the segue. Here's the reason why okay. I brought that up. By Watching the way. Watching this document. Yeah.
0: Uh, sorry. Are, you, are we still on Ebrodsky or are we moving on from Ebrodsky?
1: Uh, it's a segue from Eve Rodsky. So
0: she had like, similar to what you're describing. I was, I was trying to, I reached out to her and asked her to come on the podcast. She didn't respond, but then I realized that she like is talking to Oprah and people. Like right. she's not really talking to about- us. Um, and, but she has a, like a little sub brand, which is called this unicorn life. And I think it's sort of similar yeah. to that. Like how do you inject, interesting things or sort of magical things or or playful things into your world so that you're not boring or so they're not bored right um yeah so just as a as a maybe a, an extension of what you saw this morning or if anybody else is interested in like checking her out i follow both of them now on or marriage separate radio follows both of them now on instagram so if you are interested in that sort of thing and learning more about eve Rotsky, then yeah she's got a lot going on right in the vein of what you're talking about but that's not the main thing of what you're talking about today, if I understand you correctly.
1: No, but all of a sudden it just jogged this idea that I had, which uh-huh. is this like guilt that folks carry about having their unicorn time or unicorn uh-huh. space. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've read her book, but she talks about this unicorn space uh-huh. and that's the things that kind of like light you up, that bring you joy and making sure to incorporate those uh-huh. into your uh-huh. day. And... um I had this moment with my mom yesterday. My mom now lives in Bend, Oregon. Uh-huh. And I was going to get, so anyway, I'm trying to like line up childcare. Something happened this weekend where I'm going to run Wildwood. 30 miles. Ryan's in a golf tournament. No They're way. They're both multiple days yeah. that we're going to be present, uh-huh. which means who's parenting. Uh-huh. And I have these two granny nannies in Bend, Oregon. Uh-huh. So I've we'll reached out to them. And my mom in- do they say it.
0: Do your yeah, moms get they along? Get along just like, fine. could they like tag totally. team the granny nanny situation and like Absolutely. have a, have a day of three people together? Like the three of them hang out yeah. together. Oh, that's cool.
1: Well, I don't know if they necessarily like, but like they, we were gone uh, in Cabo, and my and Ryan's mom took my mom out for dinner. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're two single women in their sixties and seventies. They're very different women, mm-hmm. but I think that they can enjoy each other's company for short periods of time.
0: Okay. All right. That's, that's a good. nice way to put that's it. It's a good thing to to have Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. But my mom expressed to me and everything about the way that I in, receive information from my mom is very covert and passive. But in so many ways it was, well, what the hell are you doing that you can't parent your child? Like, why are you, if you're not working, then what is so important that you can't be around for your kiddo? And I'll just express this because this is around this like unicorn time. Yeah. For me, it is just as important for me to take time away to do the things, the unicorn space, running, mm-hmm. like being with my friends, whatever. And for Ryan to have that unicorn space of being with his friends, golfing in a golf tournament, that it's just important. So I think my mom in her mind is comes from an old school, which is basically the only thing that should take you away from your kid is if you're working. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there for you if you're hustling and you're working and I can step in. But there was, like, some timidness or some, like, I don't know if I'm going to be available to watch your child. Almost like she doesn't want to reinforce this space. Mm -hmm. And I will just say it's coming from an old-school mentality that you work and there's no time for fun. And I have been constantly trying to overcome that to create balance of joy and fun and that unicorn space. And, yes, I need childcare for that as well. Uh. It's not a bad thing if you want to go to happy hour with your friends. So that, and you need a babysitter to come and like watch your children so that you can have a little joy, step away and be an adult. Just going to put that out there in the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. In my
1: case, it's me running yeah. thirty miles, but.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know if this is close to what you're talking about. And I, and again, I want to talk about what you want to talk about, but I, I had yeah. maybe a similar conversation yesterday with a couple and, you know, COVID did this thing to everybody that used to have this, um, mm, I don't know if this is the same or not, but it kind of reminds me of like how important it is to have really clear boundaries around your, your, like how you use your time. Um, this, this one couple, we actually had to kind of negotiate because he has an office in the basement, but because he has an office in the basement, he, they don't have really clear boundaries about when he's working and when he's not working. So if he like takes lunch and plays video games during lunch, yeah, he feels guilty or she's like, well, wait a second, why aren't you doing this? But if he was at the office and he, took lunch the exact same amount of time and played video games or read a novel or went on a walk or whatever, she would have nothing to say about, she wouldn't care. She would have no input. So it really is about like this, like boundary confusion or this like sort of blurred line piece that, uh, creates, creates trouble for folks. Um, when they don't just value that, no, actually some of the way that I do take care of myself and be a responsible adult is take a lunch or work out or, yeah. Not have my kid underfoot while I'm moving, pur- while I'm purging stuff, which maybe is actually fun for me because I like it. So, um, yeah, I don't know that, but, um, did you get it sorted? Is she going to watch him? Like, do you have a, do you have coverage yeah, for your I kid situation? Out. Right.
1: I got, I'm going to, yeah, we will figure it out. Um, yeah. Granny and nannies are amazing. We're incredibly fortunate. My babysitters probably think that I don't care for them any longer Ur. because I haven't called them in a year, but, mm-hmm. uh, they're probably yeah. not
0: thinking about you to be honest.
1: Here's, here's what came up while I was watching this documentary. It's, I think you can rent it maybe for five ninety nine. I think it's deeply worth it to watch it with your partner.
0: This uh, Fair Play one? you to
1: have, what's that?
0: The Fair Play documentary?
1: Yeah, it's okay. called Fair Play. Okay. I found it on, I think, Amazon Prime, but okay. you know that you might get it for free with other apps that you have. So I highly recommend that you watch it with your partner, discuss like literally pause and discuss. And for some people it's very gendered. It may not line up with, with Uh your current situation, but I think it's important to know where we have come from as a society and how we compare to other, other countries. Uh But what came up was this conversation between a man and a wife and they said to each other, um, husband and a wife. I don't know if that was derogatory to say it. I don't know. Anyway, I, They said, we've created some rules around how we communicate. And it was really simple because she's not a therapist. And they were just simply saying like, how do you make your relationship work better? And they said, we just have these really simple rules. I had a similar conversation with clients and I said, what's working for you? What's going on? And they said, Laura, we have just simply stuck to the rule that we're not going to name call. Uh, That is something that we're focused on and we haven't done it. And so I said, that's amazing. That's one rule Mm -hmm. that you can follow. And maybe that's the only thing you can focus on for the next couple of weeks. But ideally, I think every couple needs to have a clear arrangement of what we what is acceptable and what is unacceptable and make it an explicit agreement between the two of them. Super simple concept. But I wanted to understand from you, if there are agreements between you and Rebecca or agreements that, you know, your partners, your couples have made that fall in line with, does this resonate? Does this sound like a good set of rules that you would establish in your household as far as how we communicate with one another?
0: I mean, I'm pro-rule for sure. The first thing I thought about was like, uh, duh, like name calling, Like that's of course that's a rule. Like you don't, like that's a rule that you make yeah. when you're five. like I don't, I, it, but it's not so much that it's a bad rule, but that's a pretty micro rule. It sounds like that, that couple in particular could have hundreds of rules or hundreds of thousands <laughs> of rules and how do you keep track of all of them? I'm absolutely right. pro rule. Um, I think we ought to have them because if, we, if we're not, if we don't have them, then we're not playing necessarily by the same game. Right. So I think right. about, think about people who play Monopoly and, you know, they go to somebody's house and this rule is happening in this house and that rule is happening. In the, and and so a lot of what happens in Monopoly uh, classically is that, that we're arguing over the rules, not like not actually enjoying not the game. playing the game. Um, yeah. So there's usually a thing called house rules, like, oh no, house right. rules are this, you know? And so you kind of go, yeah. okay, that's what it is. And that sort of settles the deal. And I guess yeah. you're asking about like, what are the house rules that ultimately mm-hmm. allow it allow partners to play the same game um, right. and do that in a way that is, that furthers their goals, you know? Yeah. And so, I, you know, I think this can be two different kinds of discussions. I don't think it should be a discussion on what should the rules be? Um, because I think you, your family has to discern what the rules are going to be. I do think that not name calling should be one of those rules. I mean, I think everybody got to have that in their house. Well, but.
1: okay. You, you brought up a really good point in that there could be a hundred rules. That's not going to be effective. And if you're in a household where name calling doesn't happen, doesn't happen in my household. It's not something that we talk about. Yeah. So I'm not going to add that onto my house rules. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to make a, you know. That's
0: actually a really interesting point. Like why I don't, my house doesn't need a rule for no name calling either because We don't have one. Their house, for some reason, does need this rule. And I wonder why. Um, I wonder why they need that rule.
1: I um, Let's see here. Early on in the relationship, this is something I adore Ryan for this. He's always been really clear on making a correctment, a behavior adjustment to me in the moment. He doesn't let it fester. He nips it in the bud immediately. Uh. And early on in the relationship, we got together when I was 20 years old. Uh. I um, remember I called him an idiot several times, mm-hmm. enough times where he, and this was in the heat of the moment, obviously, but I was a very, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get defensive about it. I was an idiot <laughs> <laughs> when we first, it was a dum-dum when we first got together. It was my first relationship and I name called. And I remember him saying to me, he looked me dead in the eye and he pointed his finger at me and he said, you will never, ever call me names, mm. especially an idiot. And I was like, Holy moly. I'd never had anybody hold up space of respect for themselves enough to say, I don't respond to idiot. It is not something that I'm willing to communicate with you. And I was like, wow. Mm. Okay. It was serious enough in the moment where I just was like, I don't ever name call. Mm. That's not, that is a rule that he put down very early on in the relationship. And I can tell you that it probably happened about four times, Mm -hmm. but it was four times too many. Yeah.
0: See, I think you're talking about boundaries. Like, um, because that what he did was he set a very clear boundary which said this yes. isn't this is out of bounds for us right I mean, you know honestly they're kind of, maybe they're the same like as, as soon as i said out of bounds i was like oh yeah that's why there's white lines around the the soccer field like that's right. you know there's a there's like this is where you play and this is where you don't play we don't play out here yeah. so I don't know if you've ever been a part of a game like that pickup game like that, where somebody kicks the ball out of bounds and they're running like way over there. And they're still think that they're, yeah. you know, and everybody's like, hold on a second. You can't, you can't do that, but they're still thinking there's, they have. And um, so, yeah, I think we need to create space. And I, I've told this story maybe a million times on the podcast, but it's really this what right. about the fence and the playground. And now yes, when the fence I comes down, it. all the kids huddled in the middle. And I don't need to go through the whole like, like speech, but, but the point is that when that fence was available, when fences are available, they make the yard bigger when the, because we ha, we can go all the way to the fence, but not yes. past it. If the fence isn't right. there, I don't know how far I can go. I don't know how far I can go out of it. Right. And then I don't know what's too far and what's dangerous and how it does it work. And so part of what I think people need to do for sure is establish really clear lines or boundaries around kind of what's, what's fair play. If we're going right. to like lean back onto mm-hmm. that because, um, That's really what, that's really what couples need agreement around. And, and that's where I I think, again, I I really, uh, in our house, we call them lanes. Like I just don't touch stuff that's in Rebecca's lane and she doesn't touch stuff that's in my lane. That's the, that's probably as close as we come to rules. I think there are some rules of engagement that we both sort of tacitly understand. Like we don't name call and we don't raise our voice and we don't, and there's all kinds of stuff, but.
1: So in your house, Mm -hmm. not raising your voice is a I don't know a rule uh, it's a house rule of yours. Well, I think and there's
0: I think there are 3 of us in the house that are prone to raise our voice and I think right. over time we have learned that that is that immediately derails any conversation that any any of if the th- if one of the 3 of us has done that then yep. it immediately de- derails the entire conversation. So we've worked very hard particularly over the last about 2 years to yeah. to gently <laughs> Mary was yelling at me yesterday. Actually she was on the phone with her mom. And she was yelling about something. She got really heated and she hung up and she was still yelling. And I just looked at her and I said, Mary, I would be so happy to have this conversation with you in a calm and thoughtful way whenever you mm-hmm. are ready. But mm-hmm. I cannot get swept up into this right now because I feel strongly enough about it that if we started a yelling match, I would lose my voice. Yeah. And so I'm not going to do that. And so yeah. she was like, fine, fine. Uh, you're right. I'm heated. I need to take a break. I'm going to go for a walk. And then, you know, I was really proud of her for doing that because we are certainly uh, absorbing and realizing that that is, that's out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think having these conversations ahead of time so that your, your daughters and your wife and you all understand name, name calling, or let's just say raising your voice is a house rule. We don't do that so that when she raises her voice mm-hmm. and you say, <clears throat> that's out of bounds. It's out of bounds. Yeah. She immediately goes, you're right. We've already agreed upon this. It's not a making of the rules in the moment when you're heated and there's emotion, it's prior.
0: A little bit though, like Ryan did that in the moment, right? In the moment he said, I'm drawing this line here. And it took a little right. while for you to find the line and to stay inside the line, maybe four times. Right. And so I, I don't think you can, and this is maybe I think where people get in trouble because of they because they think they've already figured out, maybe it's the sin of certainty, is they sort of establish the rules up front. Here are all the rules that we're going to play by. And they don't even know if they're relevant rules yet.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: and so you do have to kind of test them out and, and sort of figure them out as you're playing, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I think raising your voice is a house rule. It's not a blanket rule. We have many people who passionately want to raise their voice. They want to feel heard. It's important to them. And it's not activating to their partner. So what's the harm in them raising their voice? There is no, volume does not hurt people. Okay. It's, you know, like your body will tell you whether or not volume is something that interrupts your safety. Okay. And so it may not be a house rule. A couple of other ideas. So like name name calling, raising your voice, leaving, leaving the home okay. during an argument if that is something that you just get activated with, if you have abandonment issues, if your partner has a history of leaving and not coming home and not picking up their phone, um, then you might wanna create a house rule. It just simply says, we don't do this during fights. We don't leave the home. You can go upstairs, you can go downstairs you can get on your Peloton. I don't care, but we don't leave the house. I just wanted us to kind of brainstorm some ideas so that those who are listening can start to go, that makes sense for us. I'm gonna have this a conversation with my partner Thanks for giving me kind of a list to think through and to offer up of like, what would be our house rules? Uh My guess is a lot of people listening have these implicit agreements, but I'm asking you to make them explicit. I'm asking you to say, does this make sense for you? I don't need to have name calling as a rule in our house because that's not something that we do. Uh It's something I did when I was 20, not when I'm 38. Uh Soon to be 30, nothing. So what else would be a house rule?
0: I don't know. I mean, again, I think like... The, I, I like this conversation and I would and I like, I would like having it with clients because I am from my office. I'm not going right. to prescribe the rules. There are some right. basic rules that we know are problematic. Um, right. They are around, say the four horsemen, of the apocalypse, or this idea right. that, you know, repair needs to be, um, you know, you need to allow repair to be successful. Um, in my house, we used to have, um, we used to have these little pla- things that hung on the wall and it said, be kind. It's okay and yes were the three things that were kind of on the, on the wall. And so I think maybe say yes is a rule, you know, and again, you know me well enough. I don't think say yes means, yes, you can do the thing that you want to do. It means yes to you. I hear you. I'm pro you. I got your back. Um, Again, prescribing rules feels a little like, um, you know, there are some sort of duh moments, but then I think the, the skill that people need to, to pay attention to is exactly that. Like, let's pay attention to what's working and what's what's not working.
1: Exactly.
0: And if it's not working for you, it's not working for the relationship. Yeah. You know, like if you and I were in a relationship and I was like, Hey man, I don't think we should, um, we should raise our voices. And you're like, I I like raising our voices. And I'm like, well, it doesn't work for me. You're like, well, it works for me. Right. It doesn't doesn't work for work for the relationship. That's right. And so that's just a bummer. I'm like, sorry, Um, I could maybe learn how to tolerate your raised voice and you can maybe learn how to be a little bit quieter, but we've got to find some other way to communicate because pushing up against things that don't work for one or the other of you is going to stress the relationship for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. One rule this couple that I was talking to said is, uh, just the great debate. Uh, I get really tired and frazzled at the end of the night. Well, I'm like a night owl, and that's when I we have time. The kids go to bed. That's when I want to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't be present for that conversation because I'm exhausted. It doesn't work for him. Right. So you don't have conversations past nine o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Um, another in we that in that case too.
0: Like I'm I'm always looking for. I, I will have this conversation if she, he's like that doesn't work for me. I go okay, fine, but. Conversation with your wife is important. What right. does work for you? Exactly. Oh, I like six PM. You can't just say Well, the yeah. kids are awake and they're running around and they're did this. So what's that? Okay. That doesn't, you know. So what does work? I yeah. people people like it's very, very easy for people to talk about what doesn't work for them. Right. And I think you have to begin to do the hard work about what does work for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another rule that has come up is the use of technology. Sure. If we are having a tough conversation or it starts to get derailed That's like Pandora's
0: box, right, right there.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, let's just end it. There is no arguing over text. Uh-huh. The moment one of you starts to feel like there's some heat in it, you're disagreeing, you're angry with each other, there's no text. All, All like the rule that this particular couple has is, all hard conversations happen face-to-face. That's the way that they do it. If they're on the road and they are distant from one another, they hold it until they can actually be within space with one another. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I think there's pros and cons to to all of this stuff, particularly technology, right? Like this conversation about whether or not you should have meaningful conversation over text. I'm like, of course not. And I think I noticed even in myself yesterday, I had something very important that I wanted to tell Rebecca. I texted her in the middle of the day and said, here's what's on my mind. And I knew at that point I was articulating it better in writing than I would have been able right. to articulate it if I had said it out loud. Yep. And so I used that. And then I said, but then I said, and also like, I don't need to continue this on the, te- on the text stream. Like this can be the right. seed that I plant for later. Um, okay. So I think again, there's not a, there's not to be a hard, fast rule, but I have been thinking a lot more lately about like how, inhuman texting can be I don't mean inhumane okay. I just mean it's not uh-huh. there's no humanity there um, because you can't do tone, you can't do pregnant pause, you can't do um, you know humor necessarily. I mean there's a lot that can get lost in translation so I'm right. I'm pro taking things out of the text strand and into real conversation um, even I, I, like if I were ratcheting it up even one more notch I would say and end over a meal. And this is what I mean by that. Like if you, if you have something important to talk about and you put it within the context of a meal, which has its own cadence unrelated to conversation, right? like here comes the menu and here comes the food and here comes like, do you want a dessert? And there's a little bit of like a, this thing is about an hour and a half and we're going to talk about things other than the single topic that we have. Like I want to sit down and talk to you about this do you hear what I'm saying? It's like a little bit expansive. Like there's a little bit of breathing room for that tough thing that doesn't exist yeah. at all in texting. Texting is just like, here's the content, here's the content, here's the content, here's the content. And it's sort of delivered on your schedule in your own way. Yeah. I, obviously I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. So, but, but I think, yeah, having some real clear rules around that does feel like it respects the humanness of this, mm-hmm. of this thing. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's, you okay. know, there's
1: just, I, yeah. Okay. I really like what you just said, which is just, if you were to create, let's just say house rules around your communication in your household, not other people's households, not what they're struggling with, but what you guys are struggling with, what you need to put some boundaries around. i like the idea of holding true the one single thing, which is respecting the humanness Mm -hmm. of the two of you, the humanness of each of your, of you and your relationship. And how do you do that?
0: Yeah, and sometimes when I when I'm wanting to do that but I'm my, I'm on my tight schedule in my day and I only have a couple minutes and I don't even know if Rebecca's available, I'll send her like a voice text. Like I'll send her a I'll record a voice memo and I'll just right. send it in in the text stream and I'll literally say listen to this when you have some time because this is me ranting or 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 moving through like but I'll I'll set her up at the beginning too. Like if she gets a voice memo from me and it just pops into her inbox, she's like, right. "Oh no. Uh-huh. What is this?" So I'll even yeah. the, for the humanness, I'll say, "Hey, Give yourself a few minutes to listen to this. It's not a, it's not a rant. Uh, there's some stuff that's on my mind that I need to download. And um, I want you to be in a quiet place when you listen. You know, like that okay. increases the humanity of it, I think, and allows yep. us to stay inside the lines.
1: I I like that. And I also like the way that you're using technology for you, which is the idea of using technology in order to enhance your relationship in some sort of way. hmm and a house rule that one of my couples came up with was basically like, I need to be prepped. I need to, I need uh, you to let me know what the purpose of what's coming. Uh-huh. Basically, you can't just, you know, uh, blindside me. So what you're doing is you are, there's something on your mind that you need to download. You don't know when you're going to have access to your wife. Uh-huh. And so you download it on your own time. That's Great. But I would also say that's disrespectful to the relationship. If you are going to download on Rebecca without any sort of buy in Mm -hmm. or uh, agreement that she's ready to receive that. Yeah. So by using technology, you're saying I'm going to download this on my own time. But here is now you have the opportunity to listen to it when you're ready to receive it. I like that. I think that's a great way of using technology for you. But again, the, I think the agreement is that you have kept a respectfulness around the humanity of your wife mm-hmm. and the relationship mm-hmm. to say, "Do this when you're ready." Totally.
0: Yeah, and I think that's ultimately what we're I just want to like I, you just don't want to be playing games where you're where you're not playing by the same rule set or you don't understand the boundaries. Like if one of you is playing by one set and one of you is playing by the other set, it's not going to be productive. And right. if, if you're not clear about the boundaries, then you won't know when you've crossed them. And all of a sudden you invited this new kind of resentment into the relationship that just doesn't necessarily belong.
1: Yeah. So here's my challenge okay. to everybody listening right. is, uh, summer is full of road trips or, you know, like or free beautiful time dog walks or free time or anytime you find yourself with, let's just say like 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, sit down with the notes app on your phone I know you have your phone on you and just talk to your partner and say, what do we need as house rules? What's working for us? What's not working for us? And if it's not working, let's be really explicitly clear where the boundaries lie mm-hmm. in our relationship. Maybe it's some of the ones that we have come up with. If you want to share and you're listening to this, send us an email info at marriagetherapyradio.com or hit Zach up uh, in the DMs uh, on Instagram. Is it the Marriage Therapy Radio or no, just, it's just Marriage, marriage therapy, therapy Radio? radio. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just share with us what are some of the house rules that you came up with? I'm always interested in what works for you. And I would try and keep it, you know, maybe five or less because you just.
0: When you send cheating. us your rules, don't send us all 10 of them or all 35, just send us only Well, five. and your
1: partner can't remember all 10 or 15 or that's 30. Like so good you point. Set yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, and then I would also get really, really clear as to what happens when we break these rules. What is the agreement of. Well, that's how a whole other podcast.
0: What are the consequences of rule breaking yeah. in your home? Yeah.
1: Well, I would just say when rules are broken, like if you're playing a game and all of a sudden somebody breaks a rule, normally what happens is someone goes, "Oh, we don't, we don't do that." Or the in this game household. stops. Yeah. We, we play by different different games, mm-hmm. right? Like the game stops. I think that there needs to be a conversation around how are we going to respectfully kind of police our rules in an agreement that we are both protecting the relationship sure. and we're protecting each other. Yeah.
0: Cause if it's not working for me, it's not working for us. So what are we going yeah. to do that makes it work for us?
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's land this plate. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I've had several people reaching out recently asking about the summer uh, series that's going on every Wednesday that is sold out, but I do want to let you know that we do have two options for you. So we have a fall intensive that's october 20th and 21st if you register now you get the discount of 395 dollars that's a couples workshop over a friday and saturday Uh, but then i also have the fall series that you can sign up for that starts september 13th and goes through 11th november 1st Um, and that is a series that we do every wednesday evening for couples to attend together same content as the intensive it's just spread out every single wednesday over several weeks You can find all that information on our website at marriagetherapyradio.com. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.